Hi, this is Stephen Overbaugh, and you're listening to my podcast. Stephen Overbaugh Ministries is producing this, and I'm really excited about this new season in life. We're going to be running new podcasts weekly, and um, you know it's so exciting to see all the different methods and ways in which we can get the Word of God into people's homes, into people's lives. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways in which we can do that. And thank God for the different methods that we have to get the word into people's hearts and lives, into their ears, into their eyes. And, you know, I'm excited about this new season that we're going to have to to bring these podcasts into your home. And I just encourage you as you're listening to the word of God to get your Bibles out, get pen and paper and take notes because there's going to be something said or something done that you're going to you're going to hear and see that's going to just minister to your heart it's going to be of the holy ghost and uh, your life will be changed i believe that i believe that that this was ordained by god and that you being connected to my ministry is ordained by god and so just get ready to receive the word of god today remember what jesus said the words that i speak unto you their spirit and they are life. And so what does that tell us? That tells us that at the word of God going out, it ministers to your spirit. It ministers life unto you. It ministers life to your spirit, but it also ministers life unto the rest of your being, spirit, soul, and body. And we know that from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, talks about how the word of God said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For what? For their life to those that find them. Their health to all their flesh. And so the word of God is life. And that lines up with what Jesus said there in John 6. Spirit and life. That my words are spirit and they are life. And then in Proverbs it says their life. These words are life to those that find them. They're health to all their flesh. And so as the words going forth, it's ministering life to your spirit. It's ministering health to your flesh, your body. It, and it renews your mind. The scripture says in Psalms 23, he restoreth my soul. Well, we know that the word of God restores our soul because there in Romans chapter 12, says that we're to renew our mind, verse 2, to the word of God. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that takes place when we're diligent with the word of God, when we feed on the word of God, when we allow the word of God to enter into our ear gates and our eye gates. It gets down into our spirit. It begins to change us. It changes the way we think. It begins to change how we talk. It begins to change how we live our life. And the word of God is life. It's life to those that find him, health to all their flesh. And so as you're hearing the word of God today, just receive that life. Receive that anointed word that's able to change you forevermore. I'm really excited. Um, Every teaching that I do, all my teaching is based on the word of God. I don't like to say anything to anyone unless I can back it up with scripture, if I, unless I can present them with the word of God to um, reinforce what I'm saying. 
And so I'm excited to give you the word, not my own opinion, not my own ideas, but the word of God. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we're talking about different things. I'm sure, I'm sure if you looked a little bit at my ministry or know anything about my ministry, you know that the, the Lord gave me uh, a call and anointing and a ministry to teach believers in the local church about the Holy Ghost and his work in and through their lives. I always like to emphasize that it's in their lives and it's through their lives. There's two different things because the Holy Ghost is called to minister in us, to be a comforter in us. He's called to be our helper. Um, You know, if you look at John chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus talked about the Holy Ghost there. He's talking to his disciples and he said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him. But you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And so notice it said that he called him another comforter. He called him another comforter, which literally, if you look that up in your Strong's Concordance, you'll find out it means one just like me. One just like me. And that, if you look at the word comforter or the name comforter, if you, there's a sevenfold meaning to that word, which literally means not only comforter, but counselor, intercessor, strengthener, advocate, standby, helper, the spirit of truth. And that's, he's all of those things in us. See, he's our comforter. He is our counselor. He is our advocate, our strengthener. And, you know, there's a lot of us today that could use more strength. I know I could. <laughs> there's days where you just feel like you need more strength. There's days when you feel like you need more power. Well, the Holy Ghost wants to give us that strength and power in our lives. He wants to enable us to do our everyday life. And we don't have to go with that. Well, he's that in us. He's that for every believer. And, you know, the scripture talks about the ministry of the Holy Ghost in our lives. What he wants to do for our lives. So I always like to teach believers about what he does in them. But then I like to teach on what he does and wants to do through them. Because the Holy Ghost wants to make you a blessing. The Lord wants to make you a blessing. You know, we ought not to be selfish with the things that have been given to us. We ought not be selfish with the with the wonderful blessings that have been bestowed upon us. No, we're called to to take what we've heard. We're we've called to take what we've received and to give it out to be a blessing to those around us. But a lot of times We struggle on how to reach other people or how to talk to people. Maybe it's a family member that we want to talk to about the Lord, but we don't know always how to do it. We feel limited or we feel like we're not going to be able to reach people the way we need to. Or they may reject us somehow or I I may not know what to say to them. Well, that's where the Holy Ghost takes over and he gives you the words to say. 
He, he speaks and ministers through you and he empowers you and strengthens you in order to reach people. That boldness that Jesus operated in in his ministry, that's the same boldness he wants you to operate in in your life. The body of Christ has been given a ministry. It's been given the ministry of reconciliation, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5.21. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We've been given a ministry. We've been called to be witnesses. You know, Jesus said in Acts 1, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. That you shall be witnesses unto me, he said. Well, that's one of the major ministries of the Holy Ghost when he comes upon your life. He wants to be, he wants to enable you to be a, a witness for Christ. That's one of the, the first ministries that show up when you receive the Holy Ghost upon you with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. You are enabled or given that boldness, that power to be a witness for Christ. You know, you look up that word power in uh, the Greek, literally means dunamis or dynamite power from on high. So you think about dynamite. I don't know about you, but when I was young, I liked to play with fireworks I like to blow stuff up. I like to, you know, just do whatever I could to, to, to have that, you know, explosion go on. Me and my cousins, we'd like to, we, uh, we'd like to blow things up and light off fireworks. And, um, you know, we'd just have a great time doing all that. Well, when you think about lighting that fuse and it goes, that fire takes off and goes in to that, that powder or that gunpowder whatever it is, that dynamite, and explodes, you think about that a massive amount of force and energy that just is just instantly there. And it's, it's power, it brings heat, it brings this incredible just burst. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it catches people's attention, doesn't it? People like to look at fireworks. They like to go to fireworks shows because they see just the incredible awe of that power as that explosion takes place. It's cool to look at. It's fun to watch. Well, guess what? That's what that is supposed to be on you. That's literally what that word means, that that dunamis power will come on you, that explosive power from on high, enabling you to be witnesses for Christ. Now, I don't think that, that you know, dynamite power is, is, is you know, hesitating or is scared to be what it is. No, it just explodes and people better get out of the way or they'll pay attention to it, right? Well, that's kind of how it is when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. you. You lose that fear. You lose that timidity. You lose that apprehension. And you start to be a witness the way Christ needs you to be. It's obvious that Jesus did not expect us to go out and preach the gospel in our own ability, in our own might. He clearly wanted us to operate the way he did, to do the works that he did, to, to reach people the way that he did. And we see so much in the scripture that talks about the, the evidence, the, the infilling and the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost for every single believer to enable them to be witnesses for Christ and to take the works of Jesus to this lost and dying world. I'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself. 
There's so much in here, guys, to cover. There's so much to look at from the scripture. I think one of the first things we ought to do is look at the difference between between being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. Because, you know, there are two experiences to have. There are two Holy Ghost experiences that every believer should have. And I know so many times this comes as a confusion to people because they've been taught wrong, they've been religiously brainwashed, they're, they've been um, told to believe that there isn't a second experience or that that tongues business, that tongues business is of the devil and that that all passed away with the uh, last chapter of Acts, with the last apostle, and that there is no uh, speaking with other tongues. But that's not, I, I would challenge anybody to tell me where in the scripture it says that it's passed away. Where in the scripture does it say that we're not called to be baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues? No, we actually see through the scripture that, that's, that we are called to continually be filled with the Spirit and to continually fill others with the Holy Ghost and to continually preach this message that you can receive power, that there is power available to you. And yes, there is the wonderful experience of being born of the Spirit or having the Holy Ghost come to live on the inside of you when you ask Jesus to be in your heart. You know, we say we, we say to people when they're you know, they need Jesus to come into their life. We say, ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord and Savior. And that is correct, and that is so. We ask the Lord Jesus to come into our heart. We call him Lord and Savior. And when he comes into our heart, he comes into our heart in the person of the Spirit of God. And, that's, and that experience that we have changes us. It, it renews us. It reconstructs us and where our nature is changed the nature of god comes to live on the inside of you so looking at john chapter 4 and let's start in the first verse said when the lord knew how the pharisees had heard that jesus made had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Now look at verse 7, John 4, verse 7. There cometh a woman from Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it? that thou, or you, we don't say these and thou today, we say you. But he, she said, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? 
for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, the well is deep, and from whence then hast thou this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water, this natural water, this earthy water, shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. You know, Jesus was trying to give her spiritual water. He was trying to give her a spiritual well. He was introducing her unto a new covenant a new dispensation. They had been living under the old covenant. They had worshipped, and we don't have time to go into it, but they had worshipped according to the old covenant. In the Old Testament, they had to make sacrifices. They went to a temple, and they would offer a sacrifice before God. But spiritually, they were dead. Spiritually, they did not have eternal life abiding in them. But Jesus came to show us a new covenant. He came to bring us everlasting life. He came to bring us that well of water that brought that sprung up or springs up unto everlasting life. And that's literally that's what he said right there in verse 14. Whosoever drinketh of this earthy natural water, telling the woman at, at Samaria, they shall thirst again. They shall thirst again. But the water that I shall give him or her shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. And so we as believers understand and have come to know that that well of water, that everlasting life, changes our nature. When we used to hate, now we love. Where we used to have no joy and we were depressed, now we have joy. Where we were lost, now we're saved. We have peace with God. We've been reconciled to God, the scripture says. We are no longer enemies of God. And we, we know that we are born again. You know, I like to tell people that, you know, you the way that you know that you know that you're born again the evidence that you've been born again the way that you can tell that you're born again is found right there in Romans chapter 8 verse 16 which says well verse 14 says for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god but verse 16 says the spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of god and so i say how do you know that you're saved how do you know that you're born again you have the witness. You have the witness on the inside. And that when the Holy Ghost comes to live on the inside of you, you ask Jesus into your heart, the Spirit of God comes to live on the inside of you. You have the witness that you are born again, that you have eternal life. First John chapter 5 talks about that same thing. 
that you have the witness. We have the witness that we have been saved. And thank God that we're saved. Thank God that we've been delivered. We've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians talks about Colossians chapter 1. And so thank God we're saved. We have that well of water springing up unto everlasting life. But you know, just because you have a drink of water doesn't mean that you're full of water. We need the fullness of the Spirit. Now, you have your Bibles there. Turn on over. You are in John 4. Turn over to John chapter 7, and let's look at another experience that Jesus talked about. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37. says, In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Sounds just like what he said to the woman at the well, talking to her about a drink that would satisfy, talking about a drink that would never leave you dry. So he says, let him come unto me and drink if you're thirsty. But then he said, verse 38, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this said he, or spake he, of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But notice, those who believe on him, those that believe on Christ, they qualify for something else. Clearly, the scripture talks about it right here. Jesus said, they that believe on me should receive the Holy Ghost. And notice he said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we talked about drinking water in. I know we've all had a drink of water or something. You take a drink of that water and it goes in you, doesn't it? It goes in you. But we all know that just because water's in you doesn't mean that it's automatically rivers coming out of you. See, no, those are two different things. Clearly what Jesus was talking about was something different. Water in you, yes, everlasting life, joy and peace the nature of God on the inside of you. But then he says here in thir- verse 38, John seven thirty-eight, that there's rivers that are supposed to flow out of you. Notice Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers, not river, not just a single river, but rivers of living water. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Rivers of living water. Rivers. So there's, an, there's something that's supposed to be coming out of you, according to what Jesus said. But so many people in the body of Christ, they are denying this experience. They want the everlasting life. Yes, they want to go to heaven. Yes, they want to have the nature of God in them. They want to know that they are delivered from darkness and that they, they want to walk in the light. But they so fall short and they, they do without in life. When Jesus has something more for them. He has rivers of living water of living water that should be flowing out of them. So I always say there's two experiences that every believer ought to have. Every believer ought to have the initial born again experience, being born of the spirit of God. But then they ought to be filled or be baptized with the Holy Ghost and have the Holy Ghost come upon them. 
Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 says that the ministry of Jesus, one of the ministries of Jesus, is that he'd baptize people with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Well, that is so different than just having a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. See, we've been religiously brainwashed to think that, you know, that just because you're, when you're born again, that you have all the Holy Ghost that there is to have. I had somebody say that to me one time. He came to one of my meetings. He came up to me afterwards, after I was done preaching, and he said, and I was teaching on the Holy Ghost, and he said to me, you know, I have just as much Holy Ghost as you do, but I don't, I've never been filled. I don't speak with tongues, but I have just as much. And he wanted to debate and fight. And I knew right away his heart was closed. His eyes were dull or were blinded. His ears were dull, just like the prophet talked about. And he was not able to receive because he refused to believe the word of God. He refused to listen to what was being said. And he had and so many Christians are like that today. They're doing without. They're doing without the spirit of power, the spirit of fire on their lives. We have so much to cover here. We have so much to talk about. We're going to get into it more. Keep listening to these podcasts. We're going to be developing them and putting them out more and more. But I just want to thank you for listening. But the word of God is life. Amen. It's life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Just remember that the Lord loves you. Remember that he's for you and not against you. The greater ones in you, you can live the supernatural life that Jesus has called you to live. And he said, I've come to give you life and that you'd have it more abundantly. So we're going to talk more. Uh, Listen, we have so many different ways you can connect with us on Facebook, on YouTube, on our website, stephenoverbaugh.com, and now this podcast. And so there's so much to, to learn and to grow in. And so thank you again. We'll see you next time.